Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, December is here, and so is astronomer Darren Drake for our monthly visit on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, uh, it seems to me that with daylight savings time gone away, we've got more time to look up into the sky. And if we do so, what will we see this month, Darren? Yes, hello, Scott. Um, well, we're approaching the uh, winter solstice coming up, so we have the uh, longest nights of the year, and um, we still have the two main planets. Actually, there's three major planets. Uh, Saturn in Capricornus is setting low in the west-southwest after sunset, but still viewable for a little while longer. And Jupiter riding high uh, in the e- early evening in Pisces is uh, very brilliant. It's brighter than any nighttime star. You really can't miss it. And um, interestingly enough now, Mars is um, becoming nearly as bright as Jupiter. It's uh, reaching opposition uh, um, about December 7th or so. And um, it's very orange and uh, doesn't twinkle. That's how you tell a planet from a star. And interestingly enough, uh, there will be an interesting event. Um, Mars will be occulted by the moon on that night, December 7th. The same night it's a, it's a op- at opposition, it will be occulted for those who are in the northern half of this uh, United States will be able to see Mars get covered for about an hour or so by the moon. So uh, a lot of sky watchers and uh, telescope uh, enthusiasts will be watching and imaging that event. So something to look forward to on that night, December 7th. His is the voice of astronomer Darren Drake, and you're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. So I was going to ask you about Mars. It was about a week ago, maybe five or six days ago. I was outside, and I looked into the western sky. I would say not super low, but fairly low, and I saw something that looked kind of red. And I kiddingly said to somebody, that's probably the red planet Mars. And I uh, hopped on Sky Safari Pro, as you have taught me to do, and lo and behold, it was Mars. Why does it look red? And it really did kind of look muddy red. Yes, if it was in the west, it would have been probably pre-dawn hours, I'm guessing. I lied. It was in the east. Yeah, okay, it's in the east then. Yeah, so it would have been uh, in the evening hours. And Mars is reddish because it has iron oxide or rust all over the surface. And that gives it its uh, orange or reddish hue, interestingly enough. One of the things I know that uh, happened in November was that meteor shower that only takes place ever so often. Was it especially cool this year or not really? Yeah, the Leonids uh, is uh, one of the highlight meteor showers to watch for. And I did watch it uh, and I used uh, some special technology called night vision to see a better view than most people. Uh, But typically you'll see about um, maybe one every couple of minutes or so if you're out and dedicated uh, after midnight. Um, but this one is is interesting in that every 33 years or so, the Leonids can be quite spectacular um, because of the cyclical patterns that it has with the Earth's orbit and the comet Enki. It is... Um, it can be a meteor storm where we can see many hundreds per hour. And in one case in 1966, interestingly enough, there was about a 20-minute period where there was about 40 per second visible as it rained down meteors 
on that night in 1966. So a lot of uh, people still around remember seeing that amazing event. And so that's one of the reasons the Leonids is so well known is because that kind of event can happen. But it's, it's exceptionally rare. And about every 33 years, there's a chance for it. You can catch all the Hearing Voices with Scott Watson episodes at whtc.com, and I'd love to hear from you. The email address is hearingvoicesradio at gmail.com, or follow me on Twitter at the Scott J. Watson. We visit this morning with astronomer Darren Drake. Darren, I noticed on social media you were out looking through a friend's telescope. What were you looking at? Oh, um, my friend Sean had um, what a large refracting telescope uh, set up, and uh, this was something that uh, some some of us really like to, to have is a, a large refractor, not just a reflector. Those are easy to get in the bigger sizes, but his uses a, a lens in the front, and um, he had it set up, and we were looking primarily at Mars because of what we just mentioned, Mars is at opposition and uh, bright and it's um, well placed. So we were looking mostly at Mars and some other deep sky objects uh, in the uh, east with that telescopes. I'm going to pivot from what I told you I was going to ask you about. You've used a couple of terms. When you say deep sky, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, um, well, when we look at uh, the night sky, uh, we basically see two kinds of objects. Those that are in our solar system, such as the moon and planets and uh, the sun. And then everything beyond that um, is into the uh, stars and beyond, which are all in the distances measured in light years away, much, much further than the planets, whose distances would be measured in light minutes. Uh, the stars and then the uh, star clusters and nebulae are measured in light years, and, and they're often many light years into the hundreds or thousands. And so whenever we see a cluster of stars or a nebula with the stars being born or stars dying, such as a planetary nebula, those are kinds of objects that we call deep sky objects. And uh, it also includes galaxies as well, whose distances are measured in millions of light years. So anything super far away measured in light years would be considered uh, basically a deep sky object. And then finally, you've used the term that a planet will be in opposition. What does that mean? Yeah, um, every planet except for Mercury and Venus, uh, because they're in inferior planets, they're closer to the sun than the Earth. So Mars and beyond, those planets can be opposite the sun. And that means that they would rise basically at sunset and be up all night long and then set at sunrise. And at about midnight or so, they'll be at their highest point in the sky. And so this means that the planet is up not only all night long, but it's at its closest approach to the Earth and therefore giving us the largest disk or the largest um, size we could see of it in a telescope throughout its its year. So uh, when it's in opposition, it's up all night long and it's big. And this is especially significant with Mars because it's it's the next planet out and it can be quite small by comparison or it can be quite large. Uh, the differences are, are is quite dramatic. But with Jupiter and Saturn, their distances being in opposition aren't that dramatic just with Mars. 
There are those who say I'm obstinate, but never in opposition because I'm never up all night. Astronomer Darren Drake, thanks for the visit this morning on Hearing Voices. All right. Thanks, Scott.